Good morning, everybody. It's Richard Burbison here until midday today. And a story to tell. I've got Steph and Pippa from the Bath City Girls Network coming on for you very shortly. Looking forward to some chatting to them all about that. It's all about being social in cities. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to that today. Here till 12 o'clock. As always, if you've got any requests, put them in at studio at radiobath.com. Message me there. Or you can do whatever you like, really. There's Kate Bush and Running Up That Hill. <laughs> Nothing like a bit of five in the morning. Time to get up. Running in the family by level 42. Right, it's time to chat to Steph and Pippa. So, uh, good morning, both. How are you both? Good morning. Very, good morning. very well. How are you doing today, Richard? I'm very well. You know, not, not everybody asks me that. It's very kind of you to ask. Oh, of course. How are you, Steph? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for asking as well. <laughs> Well, I have to say it's been one of the strangest starts to an interview I've ever done, but uh, I quite like it. I, do you know, I never quite know when we've got three people online how it's going to be. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be fun already, which is good. So let me just do a quick intro for you both. So uh, we've got Steph Clark and Pippa Moyle from City Girls Network. It's a nationwide company, but also has lots of regional places as well. Steph's the regional manager and Pippa, you're the CEO and the founder of it, I believe. So, uh, so thanks for coming on today. Um, so Pippa, tell us first of all, what is City Girls Network all about? Well, the City Girl Network is um, all about creating community in different parts of the country. So um, it all started in Brighton um, many years ago, so in 2016, um, when I was living in Brighton and really just looking for a way to feel more connected to the city, more connected to people and just to meet like-minded women um, and make friends. And that idea then really just sprung up in lots of different places all across the country. So we're in 17 um, UK cities and we've actually just opened in rural Sussex as well. So we're taking <laughs> taking the city girl out of the city and into the countryside, which is quite a new, new fun experiment. But ultimately it's all about making friends, finding business connections and just feeling more connected to the city you're in. And of course that does also include Bath as well. I was going to say, Steph, that's how you're involved, I believe, in Bath. Yes. So, yeah, I'm the Southwest Regional Manager. So I oversee Bristol, Bath and Cardiff. And we're going to also be um, branching out to Exeter very soon. Um, So I oversee all of those cities. That's amazing. And how is it going so far? I would say fantastic. Um, I've been doing this, well, this role for about six months um and all of the cities have um grown and grown all about connections um and making sure people feel connected to the city that they choose to call home so it's been really exciting fabulous now we're, we're going to find out more about the company a little bit later but first of all i like to find out more about you guys so i'm going to ask pippa to start with how did you get to where you are today to start off city girls network well, um, it's it's sort of, I suppose, what you would call a bit of a squiggly career. So I started, um, I was a um, original blogger 
um, in 2009. Um, so got really, really into writing, specifically music. So back in the day, I sort of went from wanting to be a pop star oh. to then to write about the pop stars. So um, I went to music college down in Brighton for a year in 2010 with this kind of idea of really pushing that dream of being a pop star. When I was there, I just found I was writing more about musicians than I was actually being the musician being written about. So I then sort of, as you would call, pivoted and did a journalism degree in Sheffield, um, just studying all t- different types of journalism and media. Um, then ended up in marketing. Um, and working for a photography company in the marketing department. And then that's when I um, was sort of in Brighton, um, realizing that I was feeling very lonely and that things weren't quite as um, as peachy and easy as they were when I was a student. And um, the City Girl Network was born and sort of took over from there. So then I went into entrepreneurship. So all very kind of content driven and creative, but equally wasn't quite the plan to go into entrepreneurship I just wanted to write about things um, but that's changed (laughs) it it sounds like all the things you've done in the past have kind of led you to this point in lots of ways I'm I'm really intrigued about the pop star part now I had that lovely moment I'm trying to remember how old it was must have been probably 11 or 12 start of secondary school which for me is a couple of years ago and and they went around the class that classic moment of what do you want to be when you grow up and I actually said a pop star, but I never quite made it. So. No, it's funny that because I, um, I sort of wanted to be. I think I, I wasn't. I always wanted to be a pop star, but when I was eleven, I was always too scared to say it. So I'd say things like, "Oh, I want to be a lawyer or an author." Um, but I'd never quite admit that it was actually a pop star. But I used to write lots and lots of um, music um, in my bedroom, mostly. Then I got into a band. Um, I was always really in the kind of very much the pop kind of singer, songwriter, pianist, guitarist era, shall we say. That was okay. always the work that I really loved. Um, so when I finally kind of said, actually, I was you know, about 17 and sort of said, actually, I don't want to be a lawyer. I'd actually really like to be a pop star. It was really liberating. <laughs> Um, never never quite made it, of course, but um, going to music college and exploring that option was the best decision I've ever made. So I really found, in a weird way, I kind of actually found what I really loved even more. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah, it's great. I still love music, just not performing it. And I always love the fact that you can put any a really important word after any sentence when you said, I've not made it to be a pop star. And I always put the word on yet at the end of it because you That's just so never true. know. You just never, you never know. know. So what Absolutely. About, what about yourself, Steph? How did you get to where you are today? So in classic style, um, COVID happened and I was made redundant twice over. Um, so I was doom scrolling essentially one night um, and came across Bristol Girl. Well, oh, OK, let me see what this is all about. Um, so I joined the Facebook group. Um, and they were looking for volunteers. So I kind of jumped in head first and was like, I can help out with this. Um, and then jumped into the role of community manager, looking after the, the team of volunteers and uh, putting on really valuable events for our members. Um, and that's just grown and grown until I reached out to Pippa and said, is, that, is there a role for me to come on board um, part time? Um, and here I am in the, in the regional manager role looking after the Southwest, which I'm really enjoying. Now, I have the pleasure whenever I interview anybody, and I've, I've said this many times, of, I, I like to call it research. Some people call it stalking, but I like to go on the research side of it. And I've seen, Steph, you love musical theatre as well. 
I I do. So yes, I I also work in uh, a regional venue in Bristol, um, which people will probably know. Um, Yes, it is the Bristol Hippodrome. Um, Yes, which is a fantastic place to be. Obviously, great musical theatre shows that are on there. Um, Yes, that is definitely one of my my hobbies, um, theatre. I'm off there to see Strictly Ballroom tomorrow night, actually. Somewhere. Oh, you're in for a treat. We had one. we had the lovely moment uh, a couple of months ago. I, I'd love you to imagine this scene with my wife. So we were looking for the uh, the pantomime tickets that we'd bought for later that year or later this year it was. And uh, so I was scrolling through my emails and then I was like, oh, what's what's that email then? And then I'd looked and was like, oh, we got tickets to see Johannes. Oh, that was yesterday. Oh no! Can you imagine how there was a slight dog and a house that was involved at that point? So, uh, so yeah. Yes, uh, I can imagine. Uh, you're not the only one. <laughs> I think everyone has made that mistake uh, only once, but at least once. Yeah, I've checked all the tickets from now until the end of end of days. I really have, but, uh, but yeah. <laughs> Really have. Well, we're going to have a little break for music. When we come back, we're going to find out more about how the how the actual company got started, how it's grown, who you've helped, and all of that, and how much more on a local level how we can see. So we'll be back after this. Some of you may remember back in the 90s, we had the Oasis and the Blur battle, and that was all about park life and country house, I think. Now, Pippa and Steph are back on the line from City Girls Network. And Pippa, I believe you went to see Blur at the weekend. I did. I went to go and see them at Wembley on Saturday night. And, oh, my, I, th- I feel like I'm still euphorically reeling from it. It was absolutely amazing being in this stadium and 90,000 people, everybody singing. Oh, it, it was amazing. So were you down in the mosh pit on the floor or were you in the stands? I was in the stands. I, um, <laughs> Despite being in my early 30s, I feel a bit too, <laughs> a bit too much for me to be in a mosh pit. Um, but my God, it was so amazing. We were right at the back, but the sound was amazing. And it was just being surrounded by all of the people singing and everyone being happy. It was so brilliant. And we were with a group of friends, which made it even lovelier. So I'm going to ask you a tricky question now. What did they open with and what did they close with? Oh, no. I actually can't remember. That's terrible, isn't it? That's all right. Nope, I'm afraid. Oh, maybe... I think they might have closed with their latest one. Oh, okay. I'm not going to pretend to know, actually. That's all right. Terrible. It's not a problem at all. I've I've seen Ed Sheeran at Wembley a couple of times, and uh, he was fantastic. And you kind of... Even though it's a massive stadium, you you do feel part of the concert still. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I would love to see Ed Sheeran at Sheer Wembley. I think that'd be great. Yeah, he it, was he was sensational. Um, brilliant. Yeah, sensational. I think, uh, are you going to see your maybe famous pop star Steph at Wembley uh, next year? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay, Steph, then who, who have we got to see then? We'll get back to City Girls I Network in a minute, but let's carry on with this. Taylor Swift. A Taylor Swift, okay. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you looking slightly embarrassed by that? Because <laughs> I've got two, well, I've got, I'm going to, Cardiff and Wembley. Okay. Um, that is slightly yeah, embarrassing. That's a mega swifty. Like mega yeah. swifty. It's, it's great. I love it. <laughs> I got the pre-sale code with the CD. So, yeah. It was very much a battle going into war, making sure you got the tickets. But, yeah. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Uh, back to back to City Girls Network then. Um, so, Pippa, tell us again, just kind of where did it start and how did it start and why did it start? Gosh, great question. So, um, well, the story goes that I'd, um, you know, I'd, I'd gone to Brighton. I actually originally lived in Milton Keynes, so I did my teenage life in Milton Keynes, and um, had always wanted to sort of live in Brighton by the sea and have that really kind of iconic singer songwriter life. So um, I'd done my first year at music college in Brighton, then I did my journalism degree in Sheffield. But, you know, it was quite clear that I needed to move back down to Brighton (laughs) as I missed it so much. So I found myself graduated, living in Brighton and having on paper what felt like the sort of perfect life, if you like. You know, I I was living in Brighton. I'd sort of met a nice boy and um, I was uh, I was doing kind of a stable nine to five job. But I really didn't feel as connected to the city. So, you know, I didn't really have any girlfriends. I didn't really feel that I, yeah, I didn't really feel like I belonged there, even though I was so desperate to. So I was walking on the beach one day on my own, kind of wallowing in all of this sadness and um, saw a girl that looked just like me. So she was, you know, I'm a very tall brunette. Um, So I, you know, I saw she's exactly the same height, brunette, except she was wearing a very sporty outfit and I was not. So that's the one difference. She'd clearly probably just taken a break from running and she was looking out to the sea. And I just remember thinking, like, I wonder if you feel as lonely as I do. And I wonder how many other people are feeling this sort of, you know, wanting to connect to a place, but not quite getting there. Um, so I then decided to um, create Brighton Girl, um, sort of then and there. I thought, right, I'm going to create a community or a guide, if you like, for women living in Brighton. Um, I sort of initially actually started it as a magazine um, because that was, you know, all I knew, if you like, at the time. I never really thought I would go into events. Um but it got sort of six months down the line of creating magazine, you know, best places to go and get coffee and, and sort of hoping that people would feel connected that way. And I thought, I know, I'm just going to create a meetup event where, um, you know, I'll bring people together and see what, see how we could feel more connected. So it sort of started as a Facebook group, uh, as a Facebook, it started as a focus group. Um, but when I got there to this venue in Brighton, you know, really having no idea how many people would turn up. You know, I'd sort of said, you know, if, you, if you're feeling lonely in the city, then please come along. And we had 17 Brighton girls turn up and, um, and, and, you know, want to be there to make friends. And we all had this incredible moment of, well, actually what we need is to meet up and be together and, and have conversations and sort of support each other. Um, and I just kept running meetup event after meetup event um just and and more and more and more you know sort of 17 went to kind of 30 and then we got a facebook group and that sort of went very very rapidly to about 2000 people within sort of three months um and one day i was sort of running a i think it was sort of a drinks event and two girls who'd gone to lots of events came up to me and one said oh i'm going to move to berlin can i take this with me and another said i'm going to edinburgh um you know so for various reasons they needed to leave the city but they wanted to still have that um, sort of vehicle for connection and it's really strange because so many people talk about how long it is to sort of come up with a business idea but it was really in just that moment I thought oh I'm going to create the City Girl Network it's like everything just came to me all at once it's a really really serendipitous moment so from there um, 
we very, very rapidly went to different cities. So Bristol was the fourth that we went to um, because of a friend of mine from university, actually, who was living in Bristol. So the first sort of batch of things, I think Manchester was number five because the Brighton girl was moving. So for quite a while, it was sort of city girls moving to different cities and taking the idea with them. And then the idea catching on and other people then contacted me and said, oh, actually, can I set up the City Girl Network here? Um, so, yeah, it started because I was very lonely and we're here now because I've really enjoyed every single second of having friends everywhere across the country. Pretty much wherever you go, you're going to have friends now, aren't you? Yeah, Which it's amazing. Nice. It's, so so on, that, on, that first, on that first occasion when you had the apprehension of turning up, not knowing who was going to be there, whether it be one person, no people, a million people. When there were 17 that turned up, which is a great number to start with, how did that make you feel? I felt that my entire life had just changed in that moment. And that sounds very dramatic, but I really did. Um, you know, to, to give you a kind of a visual idea, we were in um, a venue in Brighton where I was greeting people downstairs and then they were all meeting upstairs. And it just was more and more. I was the only host because I really didn't think many people would turn up at all. Um, so it's the only only host. And I remember this kind of anxiety downstairs, greeting more and more people as they were coming through the door and thinking, I hope they're not just sitting there. You know, I hope I hope that they, they're talking and I hope everything's OK. And then when I walked upstairs and saw this big group of, of women just talking, looking like they've been friends for life, I just had a moment of like, oh, that's it. Like, I'm onto something. And I look back at that moment and it really is the moment that completely changed my life. But I really felt it in my gut at, at that moment that, that a lot was about to change. And I had no idea I'd get to this point, but I certainly knew at that point that everything would change. So is it kind of running a franchise network or is it still you that runs everything? How does it work? No, it's still me that runs everything. So we haven't, um, gosh, I can't tell you the amount of conversations I've had about franchising over the years. You're getting lots and lots of business advice about how best do I do this. But mm. I want to keep, I don't, I decided not to franchise it because I really want to keep it um, all under one space where we all feel really connected. And, you know, we, we are now sort of layering it. So, you know, we've got Steph is our first regional manager because the Southwest has been so phenomenally brilliant. Um, we will be bringing in some more regional managers as we kind of grow and develop and grow. So there is there is a structure that's now forming with the business. But I just wanted to keep it all under one roof. And hopefully for a period, I think you can, it may get too big. <laughs> by the sounds of it but you never know so kind of what is the hope moving forward with it then you, you're in 17 cities at the moment are you looking to get into every city in the uk what's the plan oh absolutely so we're going to do every single city in the uk um and then we will be branching out um across the world so this is this is an ambition um it's a very very ambitious thing but we do have countless emails every single day from different cities all over the world we were in berlin la and san francisco for a while but for um you know it's really complicated to be setting up different businesses in different cities when i'm, I'm not you know in different countries should i say and that's not my background I and mean, we really had so I, i'm sort of really focused on the uk and then, you know, hopefully by this time next year, we'll be in a situation of going in and setting up a business in Europe um, from the sort of legal perspective to ensure that we can keep growing and growing and growing in different cities. 
Now, it's called City Girls Network. Um, I presume non-binary is welcome along? Absolutely. So we essentially we say... If you're, if you're comfortable, you know, it's the thing with, with non-binary as well is that there are so many different elements of different genders. Um, so the, the way that we kind of say it is if you feel comfortable that in some way you're comfortable to be called a bath girl um, when you go along to an event, um, and perhaps if you have sort of she, she, he, they, you know, it doesn't matter sort of what part of yourself. Um, so long as you feel comfortable to be in that space, you're absolutely welcome. That's, that's sort of the way that we see it. And I kind of think about, I am, and I'll, I'll state this loud on radio now, I am a man, and therefore I can't be coming along to Bath City Girls Network. But is there likely to be kind of a Bath City or mixed events or anything like that at all? There absolutely will. We've actually just started testing them down here in Brighton. So we will be... Um, evolving we do actually have mixed gender events um sort of every every four or five months um just so that we can bring other people along because it's been actually really quite incredible lots of um lots of male friendships have formed as a result of them coming along to parties usually it's sort of perhaps a male partner or a male best friend of a city girl comes along to test it out but we have in brighton started to do mixed business networking events um just to ensure that we're giving um, you know, giving the city girls the access that they need to different businesses and different, um, you know, different ideas. Because when it comes to your professional development, that shouldn't be at all limited to any kind of gender. Um, so that's something that we're, we're, we will be rolling out over the next year to oh, different cities. That sounds really good. Now, we're going to have another little break for music. When we come back, we're going to be talking much more locally about what's happening in the Bath and the surrounding areas. But before we do that, Steph, I have a question for you. Okay, so... We've just had Blur, and I now want to know, who would you like to hear on radio right now? If you had one choice of a band, and it can't be Taylor Swift. It's going to be ABBA. ABBA, great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I've lined this up so well that I haven't got ABBA now for you. <laughs> All steps. All we steps. Go back to that. Yes. There we go. I'm glad we got steps lined up. That's really good. It's really helpful. <laughs> I'll get some ABBA lined up for you fairly shortly. But now, though, we can have a little break. And, uh, yeah, there's only one step song that works for me, and it's this one. Bit of tragedy. Back after this. so tempted to do my smashy and nicey impression and there's 1974 Eurovision Song Pom- Contest winner Abba and Waterloo <laughs> generally slightly embarrassed at myself there there we go <laughs> right we're back with Steph and Pippa then from City Girls Network here till midday today it's Richard Bobelson we're going to talk much more about on the local level now so Steph talk to us about how Bath City Network started and when and all of that so yeah, let's talk Bristol and Bath. So Bristol started about five years ago, um, and that one has grown across the last five years. Um, there's now 18k women in the Bristol wow. um, Bristol group. Um, so yeah, that one's really big. And Bath is coming along the side. So Bath is a little bit smaller, um, but still lovely and wholesome. There's about um, just under 2k in Bath. Um, so between them both. 
yeah, there's a lot going on. So if they wanted to get involved, how do the people actually get involved? Is it Facebook, Twitter? Whatever, which method do you use? So I would say the main thing to do, everything is on the website. Um, so that'll be where, yes, yeah, so www.citygirlnetwork.com. Um, and then you can find your city from there. Um, so everything's on there. Um, and you can, from there, pop us an email um, and get involved there. So citygirlnetwork.com is the yes. website, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> so what type of events actually do you run on a, lo- on a local level then? Wow. So there are a lot. Um, so for Bath, it tends to be your coffee events, your drinks events. Um, and then for Bristol, um, just because it's a little bit bigger, it's a little bit more varied. So there's everything you can think of. There's book clubs, drinks nights, uh, activity clubs. Um, there's theatre club. There's, um, oh, gosh. Um, I think there's about 10 different clubs, essentially, within within Bristol and Bath. So every hobby that you have, we've probably catered for it. And if we haven't, we're always willing to hear what people are passionate about and create that event. And I'm always thinking about you've got people that have their time availability at different times so you've got the classic people that have got young children that have got school hours for instance and then those that are working during the day and have evenings so do you cater for both sides of it um we we do try to so we have uh, um held um coffee events in the day um to try and cater for that um but it also depends on our volunteers availability so they do tend to be on weeknights um but we are open to doing anything and everything And if people wanted to get involved on a volunteer basis, how would they go around that? So, again, I would say the website is definitely where it's at. Um, There's a form that you can fill in um, and kind of say what you're passionate about. So whether that's creating content, whether that is um, events, uh, whether that's admin for our Facebook groups, there is definitely a role for anyone um, and it's a great place to make friends. And I suppose one of the things, if, if you are going back to the, the lonely pipper on the beach moment, that, that person that is feeling lonely and you're thinking, you know, am I going to go along and know people? Obviously not is the theory to start with, but actually being involved as a volunteer means you get involved in the organisation side of it and you can guarantee that you are going to get to go along to all of these events, which is a fantastic thing to do. A hundred percent. And that's probably the majority of people that join the volunteer team. They are looking for that connection themselves. And they're immediately then in a community of women that have the same kind of focus. Um, So that's essentially why I originally joined. Um, So it's great. And it also kind of takes away the pressure when you're going to an event and you're the one hosting it. Um, Because then you don't you don't feel as lonely. You already know people. But anyone that is feeling lonely or a little bit scared, we're always willing to wait outside and kind of bring them into the, the pack, essentially, so it's a little bit less intimidating. That sounds really, really lovely. Now, Pippa, going back to the business side of things then, um, now, so, some people will know that I'm a dance teacher. Normally, I run my own business. We have dance classes that take place. If I kind of wanted to get involved with City Girls Network, let's choose this theoretically, um, and I wanted to kind of be involved and say, why don't a group of you come along to a dance night? How would I go about that? So the best way to do that, again, is always going to be the website, but there's also lots and lots of opportunities for different businesses to really connect with our communities. So we are a very, very highly engaged community of people. Um, so there's loads of ways we work with businesses. So one way is, as you've said, this sort of collaborative event. So you can kind of come together, 
we'll do sort of some sort of sponsorship with an event where we can obviously bring people along. So for a dance class, absolutely, we can, um, you know, do something that's very, very much sort of representative of the dance company as well as um, the Sister Girl Network, really bring those in. We also, from a digital point of view, so obviously your digital footprint is very important. Um, we have just launched a business directory, so where you can list your business, which makes it much, much easier for different city girls to find the, find businesses. So obviously, it's a very saturated market is, a bit, is the business community. So we've tried to really ease it and show, you know, these are the businesses that are supportive of um, you know, women empowerment and the development of uh, and the growth of women. So, um, yeah, so the best way, the best thing to really do is, again, go onto the website. There's a nice little sort of advertise work with us button and uh, get in touch that way. Fantastic. And remind us, because we haven't said it enough yet so far. So remind us what the website is again, Pippa. Of course, it is www.citygirlnetwork.com. Now, going on to much more serious topics, okay, so I asked you before we had the little break for music, which was your type of track that you wanted, and you said ABBA. I have played ABBA now. I'd like you to notice that I did play ABBA following steps. This is high-quality radio. It really is high-quality radio. And I couldn't not play some Taylor Swift as well. Okay, now... Of all the Taylor Swift tracks that we've got, which there are about 40 of them, I've chosen one. Okay, now here's the Derren Brown moment. Okay, I haven't told you any of this, have I? Okay, so I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to work out now, Steph, which Taylor Swift track you would like. Okay, now this is me absolutely hoping that this is going to be the right one. And if it's not the right one, I'm just going to pretend it was the right one anyway. So if you had to choose one Taylor Swift track, I can't believe I'm setting myself up for this. Which one would you choose? Shake it off. <laughs> Look at that. Well, one well, is I'm loving the 90s vibe today. Not influenced by Steph or Pippa at all, honest. There's Pulp and Common People. So we're back with Steph and Pippa from the second hour now. Uh, We've got a quick fire round to do. So they're from City Girls Network, social network for girls across the country in a variety of different cities is the basic principle behind it. So, uh, So they don't get access to these questions. How are you both doing, Steph and Pippa? Oh, I'm curious to know what the questions are. This is quite exciting. Yeah, intrigued. People get very worried about this bit and then they get to the end and they go, it was all right after all. I promise you it's not that bad. So, uh, so yeah, so we're going to ask, I'm going to ask Pippa first and then Steph to start with. So let's see how it goes on this. Okay, so you both answer the same question just to make sure we're aware of that. So what is your favourite ice cream? So Pippa. Well... I'm actually allergic to milk, oh. so this is quite. I'm, I'm going to have a very specific question. I know this is quite fun. I do love ice cream, but it just has to be the dairy-free version. So my favourite favourite ice cream is the oats. Um, I think it's Oatly uh, mint chocolate chip. Oatly mint chocolate chip. One of my daughters is vegan, so she she has the dairy-free ones as well. But I will try and pass her on to that. So Oatly was that. Yeah, I think it is Oatly that does it, or perhaps they're called oat soup. But it's certainly an oat milk. Um, mint, mint, mint chop chip is mint my absolute favourite. What about yourself, Steph? <laughs> Mine's mint chop chip, but just your standard milk version of just, me. Just give me cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just give me a, just give me milk. Uh, Pepper, again, are you tidy or messy? 
Oh, that's a good question. Just a moment. I'm currently in my conservatory and it's just started. Absolutely hammering it down. So I'm just moving you away. That's such bad timing. So am I tidy or messy? I, I am in the middle. I'm not immaculate and I can get messy if I'm really, really busy. Yeah. Um, but I'm, yeah. So it's part, I think I'm more on the tidy side. They don't ask my partner when I'm really busy. <laughs> Fair enough. Steph, what about yourself? I would probably say that the phrase organized chaos is probably what I would say I am. So in business organized, if he went into my bedroom, chaos. Chaos. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, Steph, we're asking this, you this one first. Love or hate roller coasters? Love. I've been oh. on the fastest in the world. Oh. So what, what one was that? So that's in Abu Dhabi. Um, it's the Formula Rossi ride. Um, it's extremely fast. You have to wear goggles. Oh, wow. Okay. I'd never even heard of that. Yeah. That, <laughs> I'm a bit of a roller coaster fan. That actually makes me want to go to Abu Dhabi just for that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, what about yourself, Pippa? Hate them. Absolutely. I'm, just, I'm the absolute opposite to Steph on this. I am so scared of roller coasters. I just, yeah, so I'm terrified of heights. So it's just all a bad decision. There's nothing good about roller coasters for you then? No, not at all. Okay, Steph, here we go. Do you hang, this is high quality, this. Do you hang your toilet roll over the top or behind the back? Um, behind the back. Oh, our first behind the back. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. What about yourself, Pippa? I'm going to say over the top, but now, but then I don't think I've paid attention enough. But yeah, I'm going to say over the top. Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. It's like some people are really, really sensitive about it and going, it has to be over the front because that's how the hotels do it. And other people are like, I've never even noticed that I have a toilet roll that goes over the top around the back. Just no idea at all. So, uh, so yeah, different answers for both of you. Uh, Pippa, onto yourself. Do you eat your chocolate from the fridge or the cupboard? Well, my, my dairy-free chocolate. Dairy-free chocolate, of course. Um, absolutely from the cupboard i know that stuff's different to this but it is definitely from the cupboard i just don't like cold chocolate it's not my thing steph is shaking her head so we're on zoom today and steph is like going what talk to me steph it has to be in the fridge like if it's hot it's gonna melt it needs to you have to have the crunch the snap it's in the fridge. you need to have the snap it's yeah snap. Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I go down to the, um, this is going way back for, for both of you here, and I'll be honest with you, probably a little bit out of your age range, but back in the 1980s, um, when we used to have records and tapes, I used to buy a ta- I used to buy the record because I could then record that onto a tape and I'd get the best of both worlds. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm saying that story. I'm saying that story because if I eat chocolate from the fridge, it can be from the fridge, or if I leave it out for a couple of minutes, it's therefore from the cupboard. So I get the best of both worlds. Oh. Oh, I love that. So there's my there's my theory behind it. Uh, Pippa, do you make your bed in the morning? Yes, I do. And why? I, I feel like my day doesn't start. So on the days when I do have to really rush out the house and there's just no time to, to make the beds, it's almost like my day hasn't started. I know it's really strange, but when I come home, it's like it feels like everything is chaotic. So my bed's not been made. So I'm very, very clear on that. That's okay. And Steph? I also make my bed. Oh. There's something to be said about then you can, the, the lifting up of the duvet when you get into it at night. Otherwise, it just feels a bit gross. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the follow-up question, Steph, I'll ask you this first. And therefore, do you have pillows on your bed? Sorry, not pillows, cushions on your bed. No, um, I have a real hatred of cushions on a bed. I don't understand throw cushions because... <laughs> you're only going to take them off to put them back on again it just seems like a waste of time so no cushions anywhere (laughs) right Pippa let's see what the other answer is well I also I hate excessive throw cushions um I don't have cushions on my bed but it's for a very different reason it's because my lovely little puppy called Scruffy um she loves to jump on the bed and kick cushions off of the bed and sometimes attempt to eat them um so we generally it's, it's amazing in in any kind of airbnb she she does push them off the bed but she doesn't attempt to eat them but she did eat my very favorite rainbow cushions so we've just gone you know what let's just let's just not do that just no um, cushions so, no cushions but that is because of the dog not because of anything particularly I've, you know, uh, political, should we say? <laughs> Fair enough. We've now gone. So my wife loves to have cushions on the bed. We have six of them, um, a really big one, and then two smaller ones. They have to be in a certain order. We've even gone to having a care bear on the bed now as well, which I have to say I sometimes just leave on the side, just in protest, just on the floor. Um, yeah, it's her old care bear. So, but we—I don't know why. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> Steph, what is your favourite breakfast? I don't eat breakfast. You don't eat breakfast. If you did eat breakfast, if you were going to eat a breakfast, what would you choose? Probably a bacon sandwich. <laughs> That's all right. There's nothing wrong with a bacon yeah. sandwich. It's all yeah. good. What about yourself, Pippa? I'm very specific. Oh. Um, so I love to have um, sort of a avocado toast with, Steph's going to hate this, egg. Um, a nice poached egg and also bacon but when I'm feeling really fancy I'll swap the bacon for smoked salmon wow that is really fancy so for for the benefit of the tape when uh, when the word egg was mentioned Steph's face screwed up so you have to tell me more now about egg Steph I just I can't I can't, just, I just I'm I'm not popular in this opinion but I don't like brunch and avocado and egg are the worst things that we've ever existed that we put it on toast i don't understand <laughs> i'll be honest with you avocado i don't get it's kind of mushy and full yeah. of fat. I, I don't understand avocado myself it's the texture of it and stuff i do i do quite like eggs though yeah and all it's different formats it's a smell fair enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay um now i'm going to ask you this first steph and then pippa you have a loaded question for you okay going back to a discussion we had earlier on okay so if you had to steph first of all what is your go-to karaoke song um if you had to so pippa i'm giving you some time here it would be um black eyed peas where is the love because i i feel like i've nearly learned the rap okay and (laughs) And Pepper, prepare yourself for this next part. So, Steph, would you like to give us a bit of the rap then from Black Eyed Peas, Where Is The Love? I could try. Oh, go on then. Yeah, go for it. Oh, my God. Oh, please do. Um, please do. <laughs> Pippa, all I'm going to say is you, you wanted to be a pop star. This is your moment of being on radio in a few minutes. But we're going to hear the uh, the rap first from Black Eyed it's Peas. It's like, what's wrong with the world, mama? People living like they ain't got no drama. Oh, no, living with the trauma. I need, like, the music. Oh, hang on. I need the music. <laughs> hang on. Let me just see. Let me just see if I can find it. 
This is uh, literally live radio of me typing badly on a system, trying to find where is the love, which hopefully we've got. Here we go. So we do have it here. Okay, let's just load this up very, very quickly. Uh, I'm going to try and play it as well. Okay, I'll play it quietly. Let's hope it's going to come in. He says, "There we go." Right. So here is where is the love. Okay, live radio for you. Pippa's gonna. Sorry, Seth's gonna sing along. Here we go. What's wrong with the world, mom? People in life ain't got no drama. I think the whole world's due to trauma. Only attracted to things that bring trauma. Overseas, can we try to stop terrorism? But we still got terrorists living in the USA, the big CIA, the blood and the Crips and the KKK. We can only have love for your own race. It only leaves space to discriminate And to discriminate only generates hate And when you hate, you're bound to get outraged Madness is what you demonstrate And that's exactly how anger works operates Man, you gotta have that set it straight Take time and meditate And a toast, grab a seat to the world, y'all how amazing was that? Give her a round of applause for those that are listening. That was amazing. Even with the delay on Zoom, it still worked just about. So there we go. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for that. Good. You're the first person that's actually gone on and sung it live with the song behind it, which is good. Thanks. Now, wow. Pippa, earlier on in our conversation, you said you wanted to be a pop star. You've done singer-songwriting. <laughs> Okay, Steph's just stepped up and done a rap. There's no pressure on you whatsoever. I'd like to point that out. Okay, but I don't know if you know the question that's coming up, but what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, it's Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon. <laughs> Sex on Fire by Kings of Leon. And again, yeah. are we going to get a bit of a rendition of this? I'm going to have to, aren't oh, you I? you are going to have to, yeah. You're <laughs> absolutely right. So, live on the radio. <laughs> live on the radio. Do you, do you need the backing or are you just okay to go by yourself? I should be okay. okay. I have quite a lot. All right, okay. Know. Right, let's let's have a, let's hear a verse and a chorus then. Okay, so... Um, let me lay in and don't make a sound I know they're watching They're watching all the commotion, the kitty like playing, has people talking, they're talking, talking, and you're, your sense is on fire, and you're, your sense is on fire. There you go. Oh, absolutely amazing. Well done. And I'm still going to put that word in at the end of your conversation or your sentence where you said, I'm not a pop star, and I'll put that word in yet. So you've got a lovely voice there. I'm not saying your your rapping was great as well, Steph, by the way. I think it's that, you know what? Steph's actually got a voice, but I'm not going to make her sing that. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for stepping up to the plate on that one. Really appreciate that. And as... You know, you guys know this is not prepared, is it, in any way, shape or form. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. A bit like Shake It Off, really, but there we go. Uh, right. <laughs> what's your favourite, this is to yourself, Pippa, what's your favourite TV programme or film? Oh, no. What is my favourite TV programme or film? You know what? I really like Inside Number Nine, um, okay. the BBC programme. I, I really love that. So that's, I think that's probably 
probably the favorite um certainly black mirror at the moment i like i like this kind of, i mean it's funny because i don't really like horror films but i do like those that sort of make you really think um i can't think i maybe shutter island perhaps is a favorite film yeah something that sort of twists <laughs> okay so inside number nine is that a horror type thing is it no, it's it's really interesting actually. It's um it's a BBC program. They've got many, many, many episodes. So I would really encourage people to watch it. But basically, it's sort of like the UK version of Black Mirror, perhaps okay. with slightly uh slightly lower budget, but still very, very good. And the the whole premise is inside number nine is that every it's, they're all sort of standalone episodes, and the storyline, the sort of twisty turny storyline, happens with a nine. So, you know, it's inside a house that has a number nine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would, I think any Black Mirror fans should absolutely watch that. And it's all on BBC iPlayer. So it's, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. I'll be honest, the reason I ask that question is myself and my wife, we do quite a lot of binge watching when I'm not out teaching dancing and uh, we run out of stuff. So I thought, well, which better way to ask is ask people live on the radio what's their favourite TV programme or film. So I've, I've actually made a note during your answer then of Inside Number 9. So uh, I'll be oh, watching do. that. Let, let us know what you think as I well. I will do. I will do. Steph, what about yourself? Um, I have two. Um, so Community, which is an American sitcom, essentially, um, and Doctor Who. Oh, Doctor Who. Okay. So yeah. how do you feel about David Tennant coming back then? I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> She is. She is so happy. Very happy indeed about David Tennant returning. Lovely. Right, two questions to go then. So, Steph, first one for yourself. Okay, if you came back in your next life as an animal, which one would you be and why? A cat. A cat. They have the longest life. It is the most popular answer, a cat. Yeah. It really is. And I have a cat at home and they do have a lovely life. They really do. What about yourself, Pippa? Oh, it would have to be a dog. A dog, um, okay. Equally, yeah, because they have a lovely life too, and they, um, yeah, they're well. I mean, with the right owners, of course, and um, you know, cats can just sort of do their own thing, but <laughs> dogs slightly different. But I have to say, when I look sometimes at my dog Scruffy, and I'm there, sort of like crunching down numbers, and she's just sleeping in a basket or going and running in our garden, I'm like, you do have it quite nicely, don't you? It's quite a nice um, life. It is a lovely life. Yeah. It's great, really good. So yeah, definitely a dog. And your last question, Pippa, I'll ask you this one first. And I love this question. My favourite question of all questions I get to ask. So, Pippa, where is your happy place? Oh, that's a lovely question. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> my, where is my happy place? You know what? I actually, I would, I'm going to go really cheesy and I'm going to say home. Um, that's not cheesy I, at all. No, I think, you know, there's nothing that I love more than busy day at work. And I, I'm in a really loving household as well. Um, so, you know, busy day at work, coming home, it's, it's an instant lift. So definitely home for me. And what about yourself, Steph? Wherever the, the sea, by the seaside, I just think it's just so lovely, refreshing. Um, and if I'm not there at a theme park where I get the opposite, the adrenaline rush, <laughs> they're both they're all lovely lovely answers so um steph and pippa thank you so much for coming on today you've been an absolute blast i really really enjoyed it uh pippa can you remind us of the website and and what baths city girls or city girls network is all about very quickly 
Absolutely. So the City Girl Network is a social network of communities all over the UK, including Bath um, and Bristol, if some, some Bristolians are listening to. And the whole focus here is to feel much more connected to your city. So we sort of say you're looking for if you're looking for friends or jobs or housemates and um, travel companions. Um, business connections, of course, as well, and also just things to do in the city, then that's exactly what the City Girl Network is there for. And you can find out everything that you need on www.citygirlnetwork.com. Absolutely fantastic. Well, in honour of the wrap, we have to go back to this as your leaving track. So uh, thank you so much for coming on Radio Bath today. Hope you've really enjoyed it. And uh, no doubt we'll get you back on again soon. I'm hoping that the button I'm going to press is going to work. We'll find out. There it is. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, Pippa. Thank you. Bye. So it's Richard Bovesan here until midday today, half an hour to go. What's wrong with the world, mama? People living like they ain't got no mamas. I think the whole world's addicted to the drama.